Hello, hello, and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Laurie, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health and well-being. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma while you're at it. Today, I'm joined by Andrew Szyzynski. From living and fighting professionally in Japan to coaching at weight loss camps in Thailand, the Vagabond coach, Drew Szyzynski, has had plenty of adventures to share. Running his own body transformation business for the last decade, Drew has dedicated himself to his passion of coaching others on being healthier and happier. Not taking himself too seriously, he instead focuses on the message that we all deserve health and we're all worthy of living our best lives. So grab a glass of wine and enjoy because he hates drinking alone. In fact, Drew and I crack open a high noon and a white claw while chatting in this episode. The first guest that I shared an alcoholic beverage with while chatting holistic fitness. We chat about how shame and trauma are obstacles most people don't deal with in weight loss, how to get ahead and stay healthy consistently, and the simple habits of the most healthiest people that Drew knows. This one is one of my favorite conversations, and I'm super excited to share it with you all today. How are you going this afternoon, Drew? Oh my goodness. After that intro, I feel like we should crack one open. I am in, absolutely. It's like we've known each other for years. Let's I know. drink. I, Can you hear I that? Mobbed, <laughs> I, I mobbed you with questions. We, we talked to you like, hey, we're going to kick off this podcast, and I'm sitting here just talking to you as if we went to high school together. So here's to you. Cheers. Cheers. Nostrovia. <laughs> mm. So you've got your high noon, and I've got my white claw. I'm drinking a high noon afternoon. It's fine. This is good. Saturdays is the drinking day. And this it's just shows past you midday. Be, that's true. And this just shows you you can be healthy and happy while enjoying a couple of beverages with a friend, a new friend. I'm in. Let's do it. Yes, I am psyched. I am really mm-hmm. psyched. Hey, Drew, I love already. I love your energy. I love that you're holistic. I'm also happy that you're willing to day drink with me. I love yes. day drinking on occasion. So I feel like everyone has a backstory. Whenever you choose to get into fitness, whenever you choose to get into nutrition, whatever it is where you're helping people, there's some sort Mm -hmm. of story as to why you got here in the first place. So can you Mm -hmm. tell me the context of your life that I would need to know to know why you help people in this way now? That's really easy because I can give you a very childish and naive answer because it's true. (laughs) I I wanted to be a knight until I was like 10. So if any moms or dads out there, I was that weird kid where my wonderful and patient like a saint mother and father had to be like, yes, this is my son, Andrew. He, He does like swords and shields. He reads King Arthur all the time. He wants to be a knight. So when I was growing up, I was obsessed with like heroes and wanting to be a knight. I was weak. I was a sensitive kid. I'd cry a lot and stuff like that. And um, I became obsessed with trying to be really strong because I wanted to help people. I wanted to save people in distress and all that other stuff that my mother read to me every night she raised me. on. I really wanted to be the hero. And uh, as I got older, that became, oh, martial arts that's the modern day night thing like right i can't be swinging a sword at people obviously (laughs) there's no dragons to slay unless you count that freaking lizard in my friend's house a dragon so for me it was like i will go into my and i i saw bruce lee and like any kid my age i was like this is it 
I'm going to be this guy that goes around helping people and getting into street fights or whatever Super Nintendo games I was playing where I thought I'd travel the world and, and be a martial artist. And strangely enough, that came true. So for me, when I was 12, I first got into martial arts. But when I was 18, the martial arts I got really into were MMA martial arts. So we're talking judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wrestling, boxing. And uh, I came from a wonderful family. My father uh, was a he basically got drafted to be a pro ball player for the Cincinnati Reds. So I had a wonderful parentage of go after sports, learn to be a team player, um, you know, spread community and, you know, learn how to lose, learn how to win and not and be humble and all this other stuff. So martial arts was the code of ethics that mm-hmm. I always wanted that creed. Right. And so I got an MMA and I had now this is for any of the people out there that are nerds, because I'm definitely one. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever played a video game growing up, I played a game called Street Fighter. And I was like, I want to travel the world and do martial arts. Wouldn't you know it? I ended up doing it. And I went to Japan. I lived in Japan for four years. I became a professional MMA fighter um, and I started coaching. So I had been coaching martial arts since I was like 21. And at the time that I turned pro, I was like, I don't know, like 28 or 29. And I started coaching professionally. Like I was getting paid to not only coach people in fighting, which was like my passions, martial arts and whatnot, but I was hired to go to Thailand for a year and coach at a fitness weight loss camp. And y'all, let me tell you, coaching pro fighters is one thing because they're all a bunch of meatheads like me. No, I'm just kidding. They're great people. But the other thing is <laughs> when you meet, when you meet a mother of three, that wants to lose like 30 pounds. And so she went all the way to Thailand to do it. The passion, the tears of joy, the dedication, and also the cortisol drop of being like, Hey, I don't have to be around my kids every day. This is a vacation. Are you kidding me? I'll do two boot camp classes a day, whatever. Like I became obsessed, so passionate about, cause I'm an extrovert. If you haven't fucking noticed, right. Uh, <laughs> but if, if, if somebody is passionate about something, I don't care what it is. I'll be jumping up and down with them. Like, yeah, it's perfect. Fine. Um, so I was coaching and loving the energy. And I basically called my gym when they were offering, I had just won a big tournament and they, they said, Hey, here's your next opponent. I'm like, I think I'm good. Like, I'm just going to be a coach. This is amazing. And so my dream became to be in the, the moniker that the vagabond coach came from this. I started traveling and getting hired to coach places, hired to give seminars. Right now I'm in Florida at America Top Team. I've been a guest coach. Um, I coach a bunch of clients there. And for me, the whole point of this is to consistently follow that dream I had as a boy, which is help people, bring light to the world, uh, bring positivity. When you leave, leave it a better place. And despite all the realism and the cynicism, unfortunately, that is surrounding us every single day, I haven't lost that like boyish dream of just trying to connect with people and enjoy it. So like my life's been just one adventure after the other. And thankfully enough, I'm an idiot. So people being nice to me is the way I came out on top and still alive right now. So (laughs) cheers to that. Yes. Cheers to that, Drew. Mm -hmm. That has to be the most unique story that I've heard. Like I became a fitness trainer because I wanted to be a fucking be a night. <laughs> <laughs> and a n- night. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. so good. I, now I'm going to kick it to you though. I know it's your show, but I, I need to know yeah. what, why are you here? Why are you doing so well and influencing so many? Clearly there's a story. I'm intrigued. 
Yeah, no. And I loved it that you kicked it to me because like, I too am an extrovert. I'm going to be bouncing off the fucking walls after this conversation because I just feel energy going back and forth. (laughs) Um, And for me, it was really... So I have a dual pathway. I am a corporate girly, but I'm also a fitness girly. And when I was leading large teams, when I was in New Zealand, so I lived in New Zealand for six years, I noticed the people that were underperforming, not doing well in their jobs, it's because they weren't happy with their body or they weren't happy with their marriage or there was something in their life that wasn't quite right. So Mm. as a result, when they came to work, they didn't perform well. And Mm. when you're going through a disciplinary process or a termination process or a process to try to help people become you know, better at their job... No one does that intentionally. No one shows up to work and says, I'm going to do a really fucking shit job today. Like no one does that. So I wanted to know like what made people happy. And for me, like my mission is to like, when I walk through the shopping center and I smile at someone, I want them to smile back. I don't want them to death stare me because they're unhappy with their own lives. I want to, I want people to feel happier so that they Mm -hmm. can create a ripple effect of kindness. And Mm. I found that weight loss for me, I lost 30 pounds in three months after I... Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. But the thing was, is that I was burning myself out beforehand. I Mm. was trying to do the kale smoothies, trying to do the quinoa salads, trying to do the... you know, the exercise, but none of it worked, even though that was what you meant to do. But as soon as I got rid of a relationship that was unaligned, it was easy. Mm -hmm. And it's because everything was fun again. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to learn what made people happy. So I studied psychology, fitness, yoga, and meditation. So I actually went to India, Thailand, and Indonesia, traveled around. And yeah, it was sick. It was awesome. I did like a 10-day Vipassana, which believe it or not, I was silent for 10 days. You were silent for 10 days? Yeah. I've known you less than an hour and I'm impressed. Unbelievable. <laughs> my, my aunt, when I was eight years old, tried to, she bribed me with, with $5 to be quiet for five minutes. I did not get that $5. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it willingly. Anyway, so what I found is that fitness is holistic. You know, I've worked in bodybuilding gyms, kickboxing gyms, and also functional training gyms. And fitness isn't, people know like my situation that they're meant to move often and they're meant to eat well, but it's the stress management. It's the unaligned relationships. It's the high pressure jobs. It's the not getting nine hours of sleep. It's the childhood trauma that we haven't Mm -hmm. dealt with yet. That's actually stopping you from getting your goals. And for me, I experienced that. Like I shed Mm -hmm. the weight as soon as I got rid of some stress and took something off my plate. Um, And I help people in that way today. And I chat with amazing people like you that also know (laughs) this and have experienced this. So that's my story. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. Way better than mine. You going around doing silent retreats and traveling all over the place. Gosh, darn it. I thought that I'd have something, you know, like, well, I was in Asia and I... You know, it's in Africa. You are over the place doing silent retreats, helping thousands of people. You have your own podcast. You really know how to make a guy feel like he's not accomplished, Lori. Thank you. Okay, I have a story for you, though. Um, Go ahead. Give when it to I me. was like 24 or 23, it was after this unaligned relationship. Maybe I was 25. I okay. met this bloke who was an MMA fighter and I went on a date yeah. with him. And Lucky. I wasn't really into, into like... Uh, like kickboxing or anything like okay. that. So I wasn't really sure, but I just knew that I didn't like UFC because okay. they had like bloody faces and stuff yeah. like that. 
And he said he was an MMA fighter. And I said, oh, well, at least it's not that UFC crap. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, you do the, my but, favorite question. But it's oh, the you exact the same UFC? thing. Yeah, yes, it's yes. like the exact same thing. So he was like, um, anyways, it was one day. Uh, that was one day he lasted. He was very good looking and tall, but uh, the vibe wasn't there. <laughs> how, long, how long was the relationship that you got out of that was destructive? Um, only two years. So the recent years, okay. relationship that I got out of was four years. Um, okay. so yeah, no, it's, I, I think, I think a lot of people settle and stay in relationships for too long. And actually yeah. like my first, first podcast on the holistic fitness podcast was actually with a relationship expert because I feel like that the relationships we keep are mm. so, can be so either detrimental or yes. helpful to our health. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I want to emphasize this because this is something that I have consistently espoused, which is um, what has shocked me in the studies coming out. And I say studies, I can actually quote uh, Jonathan Haidt gives an excellent account of how we have lost um, in, over the decades, the amount of friends my father had, best friends who he could confide in, was five to seven in his wow. generation. Okay. Male friends he can confide in. What we have now uh, in our 20-year-olds is one to zero. That is ridiculous. So think about this. Building relationships doesn't just mean a romantic or significant other. I have a bond of fraternity with so many men in my life that are brothers to me without blood. And I know I can go to them for anything and they would be there for me. I'm lucky enough to come from a family that was very open about communicating their love and affection for me. Mm. I have loyalty to my family naturally, which is wonderful. But then I also have women in my life that are friends to me that are like sisters to me and will not only give me their feminine perspective, but they also have a way of knowing by intuition, I believe they call it, <laughs> uh, what I need to hear. And they can be, they can be the, the bluntness I get from my guys that are just willing to solve the problem doesn't match usually for me the, the amount of just like wholesome, love and affection I get from them. So it's a wonderful balance to have both in your life that mm. isn't a romantic other. Guys, please get friends, build relationships, bond with them, have have a, not an obligation because it's never been, but have a want to connect with them. If you have a friend that's close to you, you haven't talked to in like two weeks, fucking call them. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Do, do things to build these relationships because as we get older, you know, the significant one that you hope that you love is going to be there for the rest of your life. And praise be, I hope it is, you know, I've seen so many successful romantic relationships, but your friends, they don't, they're not that type, but they are the type that will be there for you the rest of your life without mm. any bonds of romance, just loving you because you guys are friends. So please, that is also just as important. That is such a good point. And I think like where a lot of relationships go wrong as well, we expect our romantic partner to be everything for us. We yes. expect them to be our gym buddy, our, you know, partner, obviously, yes. but then also our best friend, someone mm -hmm. we can send like memes that maybe we'd send to our friends. And mm -hmm. you can't expect your partner to be everything for you. So having yes. those relationships and some sort of social wellness is... So important. I'm really mm -hmm. curious when you looked at that study, zero to one, that's A, yeah. shocking. But B, is it different in men compared to women? I have know? no idea. I don't want to be, I don't want to, you know, oh, it's, it's different. I will say the thing that did captivate me was the 
uh, separation of sexes insofar as that men had a thing where they didn't feel as much pressure from social media. Uh, yeah. and they could, their bond is through video games usually now. So they'll play like call of duty and they'll connect cause they'll do a mission together of like world of Warcraft or something like that. So they bond over this and there's, it's in the adventure to it, right? It's like team bonding that they don't get in sports or they might mm. get it both. Right. But what shocked me and I was like, I, I couldn't was the amount of depression and anxiety young women face due to social media and internet bullying. Mm. And that, look, I grew up, I'm, I know I look 53 with this little pepper here, a little salt and pepper, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm 38. I grew up without the, the social media, obviously. Like I got Facebook when I was in college, like when it yeah. all came out. So for me, I never had to worry about that. When I got off school, I'm running outside to play sports or I'm coming back inside with my friends to drink like five Cokes and play video games or something like that. Yes. That with my, all my bonds were formed this way. Now I'm seeing kids that are forming it over online, which is wonderful. Technology should be bringing us together, but they're missing that, you know, that feeling of, of togetherness physically. They get that mm. at school, but when they come here, they separate. Right. Um, but with women or should I say girls, teenage girls, it's like, they look on Instagram. How many likes am I getting? I'm not saying boys are free from this. I'm just saying the, amount that it's very disproportional and these are my studies this is me watching ted talks everybody know that i'm not <laughs> an expert right uh i'm just the dude on the podcast drinking high noons at 12 45 in the afternoon uh but uh, cheers to that. No, yeah cheers to that but in my business this is big mm. it's I'm really not supposed to cheer i'm not supposed to cheers and not and not drink sorry yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, sorry. Big. <laughs> it's big it's big because we you have no idea the amount of trauma I find in women that are my clients that are in their thirties and they talk about these things. They talk about mm. how they were, how they were, you know, fat shamed growing up, how that they don't feel. And I, you know, if I say this, I feel like you could write a book on this. So I, I'm just, but they don't feel worthy. It's the one thing that caught me. And I'm, you know, I'm, as anybody can tell right now, a lot of, lot of humorous energy and I don't take myself too seriously, but I'm going to say something serious. If you can take one thing out of this podcast, hopefully it's early, it's this, you are worth it. hundred percent. I don't care who's listening right now, man, woman, don't care what your age is. Don't care if you're married or you have kids, you're worth it. The health that you want, the happiness that you deserve, whatever trauma has happened to you in your past, your identity, the thing that you believe yourself to be, that's what it is. And you can have that. You don't have to have it through me or Lori, anybody. You deserve it. You're worth it. Love yourself. Believe in yourself. You can do it. Anybody can. Mm. So that was that, had that. Was that good? Did I look serious? Was that, did <laughs> yes, I you did a great job. Right. You did a great All job. Right. Are you tired of constantly feeling burnt out while trying to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself struggling to maintain motivation and productivity over long periods of time? I'd like to introduce you to the Goal Getting Journal, the ultimate solution for those of you who want to surpass their goals without burning out. Our journal is designed to help you set achievable goals, track your progress, and maintain a healthy work-life balance. With our journal, you'll discover practical strategies for managing stress, staying motivated, and avoiding burnout, including time blocking, habit stacking, and so much more. You'll also learn how to prioritize your tasks and maximize your productivity so you can get more done in less time. 
The Goal-Getting Journal is perfect for anyone who wants to achieve their goals without sacrificing their mental health and well-being. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a student, or just someone who wants to make any positive change in your life, the Goal-Getting Journal can help you stay on track and avoid burnout. And for Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners, you can get 20% off your first journal using the code HF podcast. Go to goalgettingjournal.com and type HF podcast at checkout to get your discount. So what are you waiting for? Order the Goal Getting Journal today and start getting your goals without burning out. I totally agree with you. And I feel like the root cause towards like not giving yourself love of movement great nutrition most of the time um, and maybe falling back into what I would call wound habits, a lot is derived from that I'm not good enough. And we all have it in some way. Like just because we're fitness trainers and speaking on a podcast doesn't mean that we're not immune to it. Like we have different different versions of it too. And I noticed when I was speaking about like why I got into into what I'm in now, um, you like really nodded at the childhood trauma and inner work mm-hmm. section. Mm-hmm. So I'd love yeah. to learn more about like your observations of how like shame and trauma can be really big yes. obstacles in, in this sort of work. Absolutely. And it's the one, I mean, thank you so much for talking about it because it's the one that's the most ignored. Let me, I mean, I love opening on podcasts with this. You guys ready? So it's like, okay, we're going to move around a lot. I want you to get 10,000 steps. We're going to eat clean about 80% of the time, get about eight to nine hours of sleep and stay hydrated. Ladies and gentlemen, we've solved the obesity issue in America. We did it, right? Why (laughs) don't people do it? Why don't we know? If I tell you these things, it's not like you're like, I had no idea. I've just been down in frappuccinos (laughs) every day. Like I thought it was ice cream and they're healthy, right? No, like, trust me, it's not knowledge. It's not. We have it all over the place. And it's people shoving fit, healthy bodies, which, by the way, I love. I love seeing it. It's inspiring to me, and I hope it inspires you. But they see that, and they're like, how are they getting that? It must be a tr-. It's not. It's literally what I just said. But the reason people don't do it is that there is a block. Yeah. There is a block. They're, they have all of my clients that talk to me over a decade have the overwhelming enthusiasm and passion of like somebody, oh, you are definitely going to get results. And usually they do. But the thing that always starts off is, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to call her Nancy. Nancy got a hold of me and she goes, after a talk, she was obese and she had said, I am going to run every day. I am going to stop drinking frappuccinos. It's the frappuccino girl. Uh, And I am definitely 100% going to just get the best sleep and I'm going to drink a gallon of water. And I'm like, yo, slow down. I don't even want that schedule. Like I'm having a Frappuccino in two days. I love ice cream. So it's this overwhelming enthusiasm. And then when you tap it, all of a sudden they burn themselves out. And you use the word perfectly. You said burn out, right? And so I would talk to her. I'd talk to Nancy and be like, you know, speaking of which, why, why, why do you think that you have gotten to this point that you're unsatisfied with yourself? Because you're a beautiful woman. You're, You're so kind and lovely and friendly. You have a great family. Like, what is the deal? And she goes, oh, you know, like the kids and, uh, you know, I, I have a work and I have to wake up earlier than I want to. I go, right, you're, you're giving me your routine and yes. lifestyle, which is nice. Thank you. And that's what we're going to change in little ways. But why do you think you got this way? Why, why do you feel you got this way? Waterworks. And I'm sitting here like, Fuck, I'm not a therapist. With Just keep falling. <laughs> Smaller because nobody asked her that. Yeah. Nobody ever like what and 
what came out of her? And by the way, like I said, let's call her names. It's not, it's a client's name. That This is a client I had, but protecting her, her privacy. Identity, yeah. She, she, she divulged that she had been verbally abused, that she was always told that she was ugly, that she was always told that she wasn't going to get anybody by people that she loved and cared about. Mm. If there's anything more twisted in irony than that, the people that are supposed to influence you and bring you up and give you confidence and love you unconditionally were the ones that were cementing this identity that wasn't real. It wasn't who she, nobody deserves that, right? Yeah. But this stayed with her. This woman who was so wise and so loving and so friendly and so kind, great mom, this stayed with her and cemented her identity. So no matter what I would tell her, no matter what routine I could give her, it would still be in her head that she is the type of person that doesn't deserve to be in the body that she wants, that she doesn't deserve to be healthy because mm. that was cemented in her. And by the way, guys, that is a very horrible example, but it doesn't have to be so blatant. It can be insidious about, about just being like, you know, I grew up and my brother, I would use a guy example. My brother was always so strong and I was, I was the nerd. So like, I couldn't be as strong as he was. Yeah. So I've consistently made myself just been like skinny and not strong because that's my brother's thing. And I didn't want to be associated with that. That was his thing. I wanted to be different, right? Mm. That's an identity that you're giving yourself that you don't need. And mm. that shame and that trauma that people experience uh, and I use that word knowing full well it means. I'm not talking about just like, you know, trauma isn't just, oh my gosh, I went to war and experienced PTSD, which is horrible. It could be as something as simple as that you just had uh, just a horrible breakup with somebody and it never left you. Do you know how many women in my life I've talked to that uh, put on 40 pounds because they just felt that they weren't worth this one person breaking up or cheating on them? Yeah. It's unbelievable because it stays with, it's a hook that stays with them and they're like, you can't leave this place. This is where you belong because you failed and you're not worth it. If you're not seeing the camera, I'm doing parentheses on, by the way. Uh, or excuse me, <laughs> quotations, excuse me. Yes. Uh, point, point being is you carry that. I cannot tell you, and I, God, I would love, excuse me, gosh, I would love for you to jump in and just give it because I know you're just as passionate, but I'm telling anybody listening out there, I can give you a routine. Lori can give you a routine. Any tons of fitness coaches, no more than I do, can give you a routine that is amazing and that will get you the results you want. But mm -hmm. it's not until you believe you're worth those results that you will get it. You're so right. And I love that you brought this up because that self-belief does create an identity. And if you don't mm -hmm. identify as a fit person or somebody that's maybe within a metabolic you know, a metabolically healthy weight range, mm -hmm. then it's going to be that much harder because we self-sabotage without even realizing it. Like right. our body is addicted right. to the food or addicted to the non-movement or addicted mm -hmm. to the cortisol hormones that stop us mm -hmm. from sleeping eight to nine hours at yeah. night. And we just don't really imagine that or think about that. I'm curious though, it, from your perspective, obviously getting clients, as I have as well, that mm -hmm. it's really the self-belief that they have to work yeah. on. How do you help them with that self-belief? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, when people hire fitness coaches or like I'm a body transformation coach, I do everything I got. I'm a certified nutrition coach, certified life coach. This is my, it's the whole package, right? And I know that you bring the exact same package, which is my enthusiasm, my passion, your results and my results. I'm, I'm 
I'm fucking here for you, right? So yeah, for me, <laughs> exactly, right? So for me, how I cement into this person's head their new identity is I simply sit them down. I go, what do you want? And I always go back. And this is so funny because I, I know this is like the classic relationship movie, but it's, what do uh, you God, want? <laughs> yeah. God damn it, woman, what do you want? Yeah, what exactly. do you want? Exactly. <laughs> I just imagine, is it the notebook? Yes. God damn it, woman, what do you want? So <laughs> I always go back to that. And uh, excuse blasphemy, but I always go back to that. And I laugh about it because like, it is that simple. You have a body in mind. You have an attitude in mind. You have um, a wealth, even wealth financially in mind. You have that. You want that. There's something blocking it. Why is it blocking it? So sitting down with somebody and being like, okay, here uh, with, and, and I'll use Nancy again. I think that was her. Did I name her Nancy? Was it Nancy? I believe it was Nancy. Nancy. It was uh, Nancy. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Okay. So See, somebody that can actually listen. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so for, for me, she, you know, no frappuccinos. I'm going to run every day. I'm like, have you ever run in your life? And she's like in track and high, or I ran in high school. I go, okay, cool. I go, I want you walking 7,000 steps every day. That's it. You can run on the weekend on Saturday, half mile you want, but you don't have to. Frappuccinos, I'm done. No, you're not. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get stressed and you're going to want one and it's going to overcome you. So we're going to do instead of six days a week, if you have fraps, we're going to have two, two days a week. We're just going kind to of cut it down a little bit. And by the way, I'm going to show you how much sugar is in the frappuccino. And I'm going to show you that it's basically the same thing as a vanilla ice cream sundae. So you're just basically drinking ice cream. And then I'm going to go, and, and all this stuff I break down for them. And it makes sense that it's empirical that the numbers add up calories in calories out. If I make these little adjustments, I'm going to say blah, blah, blah. Right. How do I get you to do it? I'm going to say that to the camera and look, how do I get you to do it? <laughs> that, that's the, there, there's the rub, right? The identity comes in and I'm just going to give you a quick story that is not mine is from the book. I'm sure you know it. Atomic Habits. This is mm. the best analogy I've ever gotten of identity. So you're all lucky to hear this, right? Because it blew me away. It was perfect. You're sitting outside. You see two individuals and they're sitting there and they got their hands in their pockets and they're just relaxing. It's outside of a bar. They probably just had two high noons that are delicious. Absolutely. As they're out there, a gentleman comes out and says, hey, do you, uh, do you have a cigarette I can burn? And the first guy goes, I mean, you know what? I'm so sorry. Uh, it's been three weeks for me. This is like my fifth time quitting cigarettes. I'm really trying hard. Uh, so I, I am, I, I don't have any cigarettes to give you, bro. I'm, I'm not going to smoke. I'm going to do my best. And the guy's like, all right, dude, you could have just said no, sweet. Moves on to the next guy. Now the next guy is in the exact same position. Has tried many times, about three weeks in, doesn't want to smoke again. Guy goes, hey man, you got a, you got a cigarette I can bum. And the guy goes, no, nah, man, sorry, I'm not a smoker. What's the difference? Mm. The difference is the latter of the two has accepted his new identity. He is not a smoker. He doesn't have to tell you all the times he has failed. He doesn't have to tell you that he's not going to fail this time. He does not. He just goes, no, I'm not a smoker. I'm not a smoker. I don't do it. You hear this a lot of times when you offer people drinks that aren't drinkers anymore. That, I'm sorry, I'm an alcoholic. I, no, no, thank you. I'm sorry, I'm not a drinker. No, thank you. Done. Done. Why? It's their identity. That's what they accept that who they are and who knows, maybe they might slip up. Maybe they might have a sick, whatever that identity is still resolute in their mind. And they will cling to that identity because 
the moment you accept, I'll say it again, the moment you accept that you deserve this identity and you have the path to get it, you will become it. Mm. Miyamoto Musashi, never stray from the way. I love samurai stuff. Never stray from the way. <laughs> it's my, it's so, it is so finite. It is the last law of Dokodo, the path of walking alone, his philosophy, besides the book, the book of Five Rings. And why that quote is so important to me is it literally means find your path, do not stray from it. Mm. Find your identity, do not, do not um, compromise it. Mm. Be that person. You fuck up? Sure. Welcome to being human. Do it all the time. Okay? It's fine. <laughs> go back to the path. Do not stray from it. Stick to your path. Mm-hmm. So in a long-winded answer that probably took way more time, what I do is I cement this identity with them. And then every day I'm texting them as they are that person. Hey, did you get sleep like we talked about? Are you hydrated? Did we knock out 7,000 steps? Did we eat clean? How was the chicken parm? I love it. Great. <laughs> Tell me about it. If they fuck up, I don't verbally spank them. There's no yes. need for that, right? There's no need for shame. Fuck shame. We're done with that shit. That's your old person. We're not there now. Now we're on a momentum shift. Now, baby, we're all the way top. Started from the bottom. Now we here, right? Drake. Yes. We're going together. So this, oh, I fell off the ladder. So mm. now what, you know, I failed my diet. Failed. Failed. If that's the case, I'm failing right now, right? Yes. It makes sense. What makes sense is this. You have a routine. You do your best to stick with it. You fuck up, whatever. Nobody's going to come out of nowhere and yell at you. You are not your old person. You have made the decision to be a new person. This is who you are. And that new person, that's the person you've always been. It's just been here. You got to believe in it and then act on it. Do you see this passion that I'm giving? It's not mine. It's theirs, right? It's theirs. I'm watching people transform. and I'm sitting here being like, Man, if I could just like live one day in your shoes to feel how amazing this is, I would dig it. So I have to leech it from you somehow, like a psychic <laughs> vampire. You are amping me the fuck up right now. Good. I'm sure you're amping up so many people. And I'm sure that you do give yourself the same energy. And I think the crazy thing in, is that a lot of people don't realize is you get to choose which thoughts you believe. Not all of your mm-hmm. thoughts are true. Choose which yeah. ones to believe. And you get to choose your own identity. Just because a certain platter was given into your life, like let's just say it's poverty. That doesn't mean that you need to be a poor person or let's just say, you know, obese parents were the hand you were given in life. So therefore you were maybe, I think um, that it's you're 40% more likely to be obese with two obese parents. Like, and that's the hand you've been given. That doesn't mean that you can choose the identity of an obese person. You can choose your identity. (laughs) Yes. So I'm so glad you said that because one, I didn't know that fact about uh, the obese parents. I will say this, I, and I could, I could be wrong on this person, but I definitely know the stat, and I think it's paradigm, which is, you've heard this before, um, and a great example of this is twofold. One is my Polish side has bad genetics for hearts. So like um, my father is, and I'll tell you about him later, he's, a, he's just an absolute fun time, but he, uh, he, like I said, was drafted to be pro ball player, has works out six days a week, eats clean, doesn't drink, and still had a triple bypass heart surgery because, because bad genetics and 
when he was eating all his fast food, his whole mindset was, oh yeah, I can eat McDonald's every day and just go to the gym and I look fine. And he had a six pack. It was, he didn't know because this was in the eighties. Mm. He didn't know how bad fast food was. He didn't know about the preservatives and all the shit and chemicals they put in it for his, for our genetics. Not a good idea. Right. Mm. And since then, the moment he fixed his diet, he's healthier than I am. I hate it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I constantly compete with him and his heart rate is always lower than me. He lifts more than I do. It's ridiculous. But point, point being is that you can have, I believe it is 20% of your life determined or your health is determined by your genetics. Some people mm-hmm. are like 20%. Wow. 20%. And I go, no, no, that means 80% are determined by your actions. That's a way bigger number. So you can give me whatever genetics you want. Yes, it's there. Yes, I might have, um, you know, depression or anxiety or obese genes. Okay. 80% overwhelming of me making the right decisions to stray from that conclusion. That doesn't define me. My actions define me. Exactly. What time I go to sleep? What do I believe? My cortisol levels? Do I meditate? Am I running? Am I lifting? More importantly, am I enjoying a drink now and then? Gosh, damn it. What are we talking about <laughs> here? Like, it is you. Don't just give it up to, oh, you know, my family is big bone. Okay, that's fine. By the way, quick, quick update. Just because somebody is obese, that has nothing to do with their character. It doesn't make them lazy. It doesn't make them a bad person. Their decisions, plus their genetics, have gotten them there. Yes, take responsibility. But that's a health concern, not a morality concern, not a character exactly. concern. So what are we what are we doing here? If there is an option to be healthier and it's 80% going to improve your life, do it. You know, like I, um, for me, you were talking about before uh, how people have, have you know, two obese parents and whatnot. I had two healthy parents and, and that's wonderful. And I was one, I'm so blessed to grow up in a loving family and that's great. I definitely know that I have genes of anxiety. I suffer from anxiety, but Mm. there are things, there are a cognitive behavioral therapy. There is stoicism. There are mental exercises you can do that can improve your anxiety. There are tons of things you can do with depression. And and I'm not sitting here being like, it's all a lie. Don't take the medication. Not at all. Not at all. But what I am saying is this, you have control. You do. You do. It might not be a hundred percent. There might be things inside you that you didn't have control over. It's just the, you know, the luck of the draw, right? I get that. But you, the, what we can control, what you can control, you can do something about. So do something about it. Do something about it in a positive way. Love yourself more. Take care of yourself more. You deserve it. Forgive yourself if you're fucked up in the past. Trust me, Dash knows how many times I've had to forgive myself in my life. <laughs> so yes, do that. But at the end of the day, when you go to sleep, when your head hits your pillow, and when you snuggle up to your unicorn, okay, <laughs> very specific it may be, here, <laughs> very specific, whatever it may be, all right. At the end, of it, I want you to feel satisfied that you lived a day where you were loving yourself, loving your life, and loving the adventure. Mm. Do I sound like a motivational speaker? I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> you do. No, you're definitely amping me up. And and the thing is, is that you're very holistic. It's about you know what you said sleeping eight to nine hours a night, mm-hmm. eating well, 80% of the time, getting a 10,000 steps. Like mm-hmm. it's really that simple in many ways. And I love that you're providing all of these examples. I, I do want to talk about your dad though. So you, okay. so you, you said you were talking about like how you get amped up from other people's success and stuff yes. and, yeah. and you want to live high off that. But for me, what I'm observing from you is that you've had mm-hmm. access as an MMA, you know, a professional MMA fighter mm-hmm. 
to yeah. so many amazing healthy people that not yeah. that many ha- people have access to. So with yeah. regards to like your dad and uh-huh. who obviously was very healthy, still is, yeah. and yeah. all of the people you've learned, like what are the habits of like the healthiest people you know? Like what have you learned from them? Oh, Laurie. Oh, Laurie. <laughs> tell you about Bobski. Bob is my dad. Robertson, old Bobski is my dad and he is the best man I've ever met in my life. I, I say this, I know that obviously there's bias me being this. I'm sure all sons think their dads are the best and I still think I, I'm a professional uh, I was a professional fighter. I still I still practice. I still spar. I still roll and uh, I still think this man can take me because he's my dad. So we always it's, it's, it's the old man's strength but let me give you two examples of what I'm talking about with identity and what I'm talking about with priorities. My father goes to the gym six days a week. He plays racquetball. He plays golf. He used to play baseball and he used to play football. He was incredible. He's an amazing athlete. My dad refuses not to go to the gym. Uh, you will hear all of these amazing motivational videos on YouTube because I listen to them all the time from Jocko Willink and David Goggins and all these paragons of like grind set, which is great. I love grind. I don't grind have a problem. Set. I've never yeah, heard yeah. of that. That's amazing. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's like that you wake up at 4.30 in the morning, you hit the gym and book. And let me tell you, like people are like, oh, you know, it's not all about grind. And I agree with you. Absolutely. Like they, it, it could be so simple. Getting healthy is a lot like easier than people believe it is. But I also can look at people that get up at 4.30 and be like, you guys are amazing. And I want to be that too. I do. So I try to do that. But back to Bob. My dad will wake up at 5.30 in the morning. And what he will do is he will go in my mom's room and he will lean in the door. My mom's asleep still because she'll sleep till like 7.30 or 8. And my dad will just go, nah. To anybody else, this would be like, what is he doing? My dad used to come in the room when I was still a kid and kiss my mom on the forehead and leave. And my mom would wake up and be like, Bobby, you wake me up when you <laughs> kiss me on the forehead. And I go back to sleep. Just say, I love you mentally. I'm fine. My dad's like, Oh, my dad's like, okay, okay. Morning, okay. So my dad will come in the next day and he'll kiss his fingers and he'll put it on top of the forehead and he'll scamper out. And my mom will be like, it's not helping Bob. Bob, that's not helping. You're kissing him. And it's still waking me up. And so my dad's like, all right, all right. Will creep in the next day and he goes very close and he has to do this. Why am I telling you this? My father's priority, his identity, is loving his wife. He loves my mother unconditionally, loves her. He will not leave the day without saying, I love you to my mom, because to him, that is his identity. He's a husband who loves his wife and he's a damn good father, still is a damn good father. That's his priority. And it's hysterical to all of us because we're like, you know, he can't, he can't change his routine because he believes in it. That's who he is. Much to my mother's chagrin and annoyance. Why were I telling, why was I telling you about the six days a week? This is very important to me. Six days a week, my dad goes to the gym. Uh, he will drag me along and I will suffer through his, his workouts, which are intense. And um, he will go no matter what. I want to include this because I will tell my clients, hey, listen, on your routine, we got you going to the gym Tuesdays and Fridays. You could be in there for five minutes and do what I told you to do, or you could be there for five hours and do it. I don't care. I just care that you say you're going on Tuesday and Friday and you go. So I care yes. about it. 
it doesn't matter to me what you do in there. I hope you do what I tell you to do. But the fact that we're building consistency mm. with you going on the days you say, because now you're proving to yourself that you are that person, right? My dad got sick. Okay. When he had that triple bypass heart surgery, they're like, Bob, you can't go anywhere, do anything for like a month, bro. You got to, you got to take it easy. And he's like, yeah, but I got to go to the gym. They're like, no, no, you don't. You have to stay in this bed. He's like, all right. My dad went to the gym, went to the gym because he goes to the gym on the weekdays. He took a lap and he left. And my mom, of course, I rate, Bobby, what are you going to the gym for? He goes, because I go to the gym. I go to the gym on this day. He didn't do anything. He took a lap and then he left. Both those things, one is emotional, the other is physical. Yes. Both of them are his priorities. That is his identity. He will not falter in this. It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter if he kisses his wife physically or if he just makes the noise through the door to let her know his affection. Doesn't matter. If he goes to the gym and bangs out a two-hour workout, or if he just goes to the gym and takes a lap and leaves, hey, Bob Szynski goes to the gym six days a week. Bob Szynski kisses his wife and tells me he loves her. I tell people this stuff because he didn't learn any of this. My dad just is. Yes. I, I became who I am because I was standing on shoulders of giants. I have people in my life that run successful businesses that are professional MMA fighting champions that have more importantly, more wealth than I could ever imagine because they're entrepreneurs. I have people that are so intelligent and wise. I was a philosophy major. I see people that, that knock me off my seat with how deep they can get and how much they can baffle me and how the depth they see the world. I am not those people, but I'm trying. And they give me a protocol of, hey, I do this, this, and this. I can do 10% of all those things. Might be a little better. If I could be a little better, I could be a better brother, could be a better son, better boyfriend, better friend, better person. Maybe I could be a knight. Who knows? So that's <laughs> the uh, that's the point. Hey, holistic fitness fam! A quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement, and stress management practices before supplementing, so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals. And sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal-getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full-spectrum hemp and their benefits. Ned blends a chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. 
I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee. L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. It sounds like the most simple habit of like the healthiest person or people that you know is that element of consistency and you don't have to like make it crazy, like be in the gym for three hours. It's getting yourself into the environment of where you want to be in life, whether that is in the spaces with entrepreneurs or whether that is in the gym or whatever your goal is, just get there. Get there when you say you're going to get there and stop breaking those small promises to yourself. Yes. Uh, Lori, I got to jump in. I got I know we don't have much time, but I want to tell you a little story. What you just said is like, it doesn't have to be hard. Me, so I want to tell you about one of my uh, clients, Johnny. Johnny is a 52-year-old man, or excuse me, 48-year-old man. Uh, huge nerd, just like me. Like loves like video that. games, all that. Oh yeah, just huge nerd. Never worked out a day in his life, ever. Doesn't want to lift weights. Doesn't feel comfortable going to a gym like most people I know. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh but he's a, he's a teacher, helps out special needs children, beautiful heart. One of the best men I've ever met in my life and a published author, five books, incredible person. Um, I'm consistently like in awe of his altruism. Amazing. And I had the opportunity to work with him. He lost 50 pounds in four months. Uh, here's why it's not cause I'm a damn good coach, which come on, though. I mean, hopefully, I am. But no, listen, you're all right. You're it's all right. Be, it's be, <laughs> I'm all right. I'll do well, right? It's because of this. It's because of, it's because he goes, well, I don't walk and I don't run and I don't do anything. I go, do you drink Manhattans? I love Manhattan. You want a Manhattan? So we said we had a Manhattan together. Okay. Because I like Manhattan at the time, still do. And uh, I asked him, I go, do you like video? You love video games, right? He goes, yeah. I go, can you play a phone video game because i have like 90 i'm like sweet could you do that and just walk around your house i mean he lived in chicago so it's fucking cold outside so yeah. i'm like could you just walk around inside your house playing a video game he goes yeah i go dude just try to get like five thousand steps i always do texts so i check in why well, I, I do a, a weekly call like one weekly call week and we we hang out i i texted him the next day i'm like how are we looking and he's like I got 12,000. I go, I told you it's six, bro. Like six or seven or five. What, what are you doing? And he goes, he goes, I got carried away. I really like this. It's like a gaming thing. That's awesome. I'm like, okay. He lost 50 pounds. Here's how he did it. He's playing video games. He's either marching in place. After two months of marching in place or walking around his house, he asked me to give him body weight circuits. So now he's doing plyo. Never did a push up in his life. Now Love he wants that. to do. So he starts doing circuits with me. I'm like, just do every five minutes, do three push-ups, three sit-ups, three squats. He goes, done. And he loves texting me his results. And I'm flipping out. I'm like, oh my gosh, you couldn't do eight push-ups before. Now you're on 20. This is amazing. And I'm egging him out. I'm like, dude, get seven more. Let's go. And he's like, I got to beat this game. <laughs> Fine. Whatever it takes, it doesn't have to be you going to the gym and joining CrossFit. Love CrossFit, but you don't have to. It doesn't have to be you doing the keto diet. It doesn't have to be you doing the paleo diet or you sleep hacking. It doesn't have to be you drinking two gallons of water. Mm. But what it can be 
is you doing something that you love, like probably watching Netflix, which everybody does, I, I guess. Like I'm a, I'm a gamer. So for me, like it's the same thing. I sit down, I play a game, but like everybody I know is like, oh dude, did you see the latest episode of Better Call Saul or some shit like that? While you're watching it, put a timer on. When the 15 minute mark goes off, do 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, 10 squats. True, that's nothing. Literally, I just, yeah, you're right. But the show is like an hour. So that's four sets of 10. So whereupon you just would have been sitting on the couch doing nothing, you instead did 40 push-ups, 40 sit-ups, 40 squats. If you did that for, you know, five days, four times five, that's what, 200? That's 200? This is me, a grown adult, asking you for simple mental math. It's 200, right? It sounds like 200. Let's go with that. I was good at math in school. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. So point, point being, point being, that whereupon you didn't do something before you've now replaced that habit of nothing with doing something. And then all of a sudden it's just like, Oh my gosh, I have more energy. How? Oh my gosh, I'm hydrating. I'm sweating more. This is wonderful. Hey, I'm sleeping. I don't feel as snappy with my spouse when he leaves the socks on the floor. Hey, Mm. wait a minute. Just because I'm starting to eat a little less, you know, a little less sugar. I didn't say carbs, by the way, carbs are not the enemy, especially when you're working out. Hey, just because I'm eating a little less sugar, a little more protein, uh, I'm noticing that my clothes are starting to fit better. What's going on? Little things consistently done simply is what's yep. giving you results. That's it. That's it. You ain't got to join a gym. You ain't got to make this whole stressed out thing of you having this. And by the way, those are my favorite transformations. I'm not jogging you if you're like, I've never worked out before in my life. And all of a sudden I'm jogging every day and going to the gym and waking up at 4.30. Sometimes that extreme is what people need. I get it. And I love it. I do monk modes every three to six months where I challenge myself with different shit. I put away Mm -hmm. certain vices. I've given up alcohol before, given up everything just to stimulate something, stimulate a drive. I get it for sure. But if you are just, where's the finish line? Where's the finish line? You don't have to make the marathon date. You don't have to make the fight date and you don't have a game on Saturday. So if there's no finish line, why can't we take it slow? Why Mm. can't we build up to something? Why can't we fall in love with the process and therein fall in love with ourselves again? Why can't yes. we? Why can't we have a high noon at twelve forty-four? I love that, and I love that story about Johnny as well because it's habit stacking. Find yeah. something you're already doing, you know you're going to do, and then find a way to infuse your goal into it. All of a sudden, it becomes easy, and then you want to yes. learn more because you love the way that you're feeling. And I think that exactly as you said, when you fall in love with the process, mm-hmm. you can have a high noon at one twenty-six on a Saturday. That's- that's true. You can. Absolutely. By the I'm way, not a white pole though. <laughs> that's okay. Hey, listen, as long as we're drinking something, I'm fine. I'm a whiskey wine guy myself, but this is what they gave me. So this is what I'm drinking. It's free. Um, exactly. But no, I wanted to ask you a question because I know we're running out of time. I want to ask you a question. Yes. What if you could, you've gone through so much and you've learned so much and the wisdom you've gleaned from your years of experience, I'm sure has given you something to give back. You can give me one message, okay? One message. Uh, I'm the client that's coming to you. I'm broken. I need something from you. Give me one message that's going to set me straight. Something that you could have told your younger self, somebody that you could have told yourself after that breakup, anything. Give it to me. Let me hear it. Drew, are you in my head or have you listened to all so. my podcasts before? <laughs> I haven't yet. Because this is my ending question. And for those of you that are listening, for those of you that are listening, Drew asked me my question about like, 
why, like the context of what he would need to know as to why I need to help myself, uh, help others in the way I do today. And I was like, Drew, that's literally my opening question. We'll chat about it on the podcast. (laughs) And he's just asked me my ending question as well. So Drew and I were just like in each other's brains right now. Um, My one sentence of advice would be get to know yourself and be who you believe you are regardless of what others say about you. And the reason why is that I definitely resonate to, you know, your clients that maybe have been gaslighted. And for me, it's a lot in business as well. I had someone really close to me say when I was starting the podcast, yeah, I'll I'll fucking believe it when I see it. Um, They're not a part of my life anymore. And whether it's fear of themselves, like I've been told that I'm inconsistent. I've been told that I have crazy dreams. Like I... I want to own six homes all around the world and I am wealthy and I am fit and I have all of these goals for myself, but also to serve others. And a lot of people have gaslighted me out of those goals, even ex-boyfriends like making comments about my physical appearance. Like I think I'm pretty, but then when the person that you love tells you that, you know, you could lose some weight or points at your pimples or points at your imperfections, like that's been my personal experience um, and, and it definitely took a bit of inner work to say, Hey, you know what? This is who you are, Laurie. If other people don't agree with that, then fuck them. So I just, I mean, first and foremost, overwhelmingly positive, overwhelmingly accepted. That's amazing. That's everything I needed to hear. And I think that's everything anybody listening to this podcast should hear. It's the best purest message to give you. I do have a problem with it. You're not pretty. You're fucking gorgeous. Okay. Pretty is too small. Word. Let's go, girl. Come on. Gorgeous, sexy. Keep it up there. Come on. So a lot of things, a lot of things that you said resonate with what people feel, but are afraid to say to themselves. I'm sure. They can mm. say it in public. That's fine. Cause it's positive, but can they actually look in the mirror and say to themselves? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you said everything they needed to hear. Thank you. Thanks, Drew. That was an awesome question. I love that you asked me these questions back. And if you ever are coming through Greenville, we're going to have to jump back on the, not that I guess you would come to Greenville, South Carolina, but. (laughs) I love North Carolina. (laughs) Louisiana. Check this out. I'm serious about this. Louisiana is like NOLA. New Orleans is my favorite city. And then when people are like, what's your favorite state? Obviously, Louisiana go, no, it's North Carolina. I love North Carolina. Because I love. I love really, really relaxed people like Midwest friendly yeah. salt of the earth. And I found Southern hospitality in North Carolina, like unbelievable people were giving me rides. People like they treated <laughs> me like just a wandering nice, but they were so nice. And I've never been to South Carolina. So well, we should do the next in- one at a bar. Yeah. How fun would that be? I was going to say just at where my house is. And then, cause I funny, funny story. I do need to go soon because I've got another yeah. podcast after this, yes. but this boom arm, which people can't see, I got six of them. So I'm one of those people. This is a part of my identity that gets shit for yeah. free. Um, uh-huh. I get lots of shit for free and I bought a <laughs> boom arm and I have six okay. of them. For some reason, I got six instead of one. I paid $30 for it. So I got like, what, 150? Yeah, 30 times five, 150. Free boom arms. So as long as you bring your own mic, Drew, or maybe we can use my Yeti mic, we can can do a setup and we can just have a few bevs and chat. We can have someone else in the background just maybe (laughs) egging us on. Um, but yeah, we could have a great yes. conversation. <laughs> I'm in, I'm coming. I will follow up with you because I'm annoying like that. I will email you. I know you have to go, 
is there any way I can leave something so people, because I want to talk to your listeners. Is there any way I can leave like something people can get a hold of me so I can talk to them? Yeah. So I will ask you that question after I ask you the final question. So the final oh, question I, I, I asked we all of our guests, the okay. final question I asked all of the guests is actually so similar to yours. If you were okay. sitting across the table from your 20-year-old self right now, what one sentence of advice would you give him? I know that's quick and I know it's cliche. I want to tell you this really, and I mean this, is that I have never found the moment that somebody that you love believes in you um, and actually feels that your dreams are something you can accomplish. I've never had better support than somebody that I respect and care about looking me in the eye and be like, I love you. You're going to be fine. Okay. So I know that it's quick and often, like I said, as somebody that loves quotes and all that other shit that I was dropping, I understand that there could be a lot better things I could say to myself. But if I could see my 20 year old self, I just see us hugging and laughing together and me be looking him in the eyes and be like, I love you. I fucking love you. That's it. I love that, Drew. What a great way uh, to end. And yes, yes, yes. I okay. know so many people are going to love to get to know you and want to learn more about your work. Um, yeah. All of the details will be in the show, show notes, but tell people right now that are probably just chilling on their phones on Instagram or their socials and ready to get right. in touch with you. Okay. So please do Like I, I have a free hour consultation. I've had people call me just to drink with me and talk to me and not even anything else. So don't hesitate. I love meeting new people. So you can reach me at Andrew Ski. 296 ski as an SKI 296 at gmail.com. Uh, you can see me on Instagram at routinely underscore happy underscore coaching, which is the name of the business besides Vagabond Coaching. And if you have a Calendly, which I got this year, you can reach me at, uh, I have to literally read it, is uh, calendly.com vagabond coaching. That is me. Schedule an appointment. Let's talk. Let's drink. And let's have a good time. Thank Amazing. you so much, Larry. <laughs> and I can attest to how much fun. I hope you can all hear it, but I can attest to how much fun a conversation, a one hour long conversation with Drew is. You're the best. I look forward to Thank seeing you. Thank you so much Thank for joining. <laughs> and for everyone listening at home, I hope you really enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure you really did. Uh, whether you're in the car, doing the housework, eat well, move well, breathe well. And until next time, keep shining. <laughs>